Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and today I'm not joined as usual by Pam McMillan, our oncology nurse here at the Cancer Survivorship Center. I'm joined by a personal friend of mine and a co-worker, if you will, Alan Harris. Alan, how are you today? I'm doing great. How's things going with you? Really good. I'm glad you're here. You know, our listeners uh, will talk about what you do and, and, and what you do for the foundation, but uh, our listeners are in for a treat. Alan and I have known each other for going on... 16 years. Yeah, 16 years uh, of, of long, arduous friendship. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, well, yeah, and it, it it goes back to the 24 hours in the canyon, right. the bike ride That's race. Right. Uh, and uh, I think my wife and I were probably the number three and four personnel on the sure staff were. Sure were. of the 24 hours in the canyon, low those many years ago. Yes. Uh, lots of hours, lots of heartache, lots of exuberation. It's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. It has been, it has been. And, uh, now Alan actually, you know, um, so, uh, many of our listeners are going, did you get rid of Pam? Did you, where's Pam? Did you replace Pam with Alan? No, Pam is still here. We would never, they would get rid of me first before they'd get rid of Pam. I can promise you that. Uh, but today, mm. if you happen to look at, yeah, <laughs> if you happen to look at the calendar today is Tuesday, we're, uh, August the 31st. And, uh, that's, uh, no significance, uh, or it is very significant, but it's no happenstance that you're here because Alan is our prostate cancer nurse navigator and, uh, prostate cancer awareness month begins tomorrow, September the 1st. That's right. And so Alan, to give our listeners a little bit of insight as to what you do for prostate cancer, uh, patients here locally. Well, I look at it as minimally a twofold job. Number one, I'm a translator. I meet with them prior to their meeting of the physician with a cancer diagnosis, although everybody kind of knows what's going on right. by that time. Uh, but my number one job is translating. Uh, I love the doctors I work with, but they are doctors and they speak doctor. Yep. Uh, and, and it's handy for the patients to have somebody that's able to translate doctor into more normal English. True that. Uh, Probably a more important and more lingering role uh, is that of a uh, uh, provider, resource provider for them. Uh, many of the questions that come up about what's going on with me, the patient, occur when you're not sitting in front of the doctor. Uh, you know, you're absorbing a lot of information, and a lot of it has to do with uh, treatments that are potentially going to change your lifestyle. Uh, and uh, you, you know, your, your, your head is buzzing and you're not really hearing very well. And uh, then you go home with your, your wife or significant other and these questions start popping up. I love my doctors, but they're not always easy to get in touch with after hours. Um, so my patients call me a lot yeah. and we talk about what the doctor said and kind of go over what their treatment path is or what their treatment options are uh, and, uh, you know, kind of get it down to a level uh, that they can absorb more readily. Sure. Uh, and that resource goes on for a long time. I've gotten phone calls just the other day from a guy uh, that I'd actually dealt with about three years ago wow. uh, that was having some questions about what happened to him back then. Right. So it's a, it's kind of an interesting, it's not kind of, it's a tremendously interesting job. Sure. Meet a lot of wonderful people that are in 
tough circumstances. Right. right. Uh, if you can help get over those bumps, it's a very rewarding, very you know, rewarding role. Alan, our listeners, <clears throat> I can I can hear a lot of our listeners are going, "Yep, I know exactly that kind of person. If they had breast cancer, there is a very very high likelihood that they had a breast cancer nurse navigator." Right. And um, we know here locally. Uh, the navigators that navigate breast patients do a fantastic job. And that's really where your position kind of came from. Prostate cancer being one of the high uh, diagnoses here in, in town. I think, you know, upwards of 400 a year, yep. um, which is just incredible um, that there was no navigation and there was not an Allen. And so uh, that position was kind of created after um, the uh, breast cancer navigators because they do such a good job and they answer all those questions and they're there and they're a resource. And so, um, you know, our foundation is very fortunate to be able to provide that position. And oh, by the way, it's very similar to, as we say all the time about what goes on here at the survivorship center, Allen services are entirely free. You know, Allen gets a phone call at nine o'clock at night. Uh, there's no bill for that. Um, he may wish that you called earlier in the day, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where we we're always on and, uh, it's, it's the beauty of being able to care for folks um, Absolutely. and do what we do at no charge, like we do here at the survivorship center. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I talk with my patients about as I'm seeing them initially, uh, is, you know, I'm free. You won't get a bill right. from me or about me. Uh, so if you have questions, don't hesitate to call you, yeah. you want to be available, uh, regardless. Now, I, you know, during the day I'm seeing a lot of people and I do voicemails usually sure. and then get back with them later on that day. But, uh, we, we try to be as quick and yeah. Uh, yeah. as frank with them as we can be. So, you know, part of what Alan does is, um, you know, sees patients in the, in the clinic with the urologist. And then of course, uh, um, after hours, but part of the way we're able to do this with Alan is by way of the friends of Fogelberg concert. Right. And, uh, we want to touch on that real fast because, um, that'll lead us to our guest here in a little bit. Uh, and boy, do we have a, a doozy of a guest today? <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, we, do. <laughs> we do. We do. And, uh, I tell you, so, uh, you know, friends of Fogelberg has been going on for a number of years. Joe Ed Kaufman started friends of Fogelberg. Um, very big fan of, of, uh, Dan Fogelberg that died of prostate cancer, mm -hmm. you know, which is not, uh, all that common. No. Uh, it can happen. No. Of course. Um, not all that common. Well, it's become, it's become a lot less common, uh, as PSA screening has become more commonplace. Right. Uh, we're, we're catching a lot of cancer, uh, now when it's early and very treatable stages, uh, as opposed to where Fogelberg was, he was caught very late right. uh, and uh, ultimately died as a result of being caught late, uh, which is one of the reasons we're having this conversation today right. uh, is to remind people of screenings uh, and uh, to follow up on those screenings uh, to prevent really not very pleasant outcomes. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the Friends of Fogelberg concert uh, is taking place on Friday, September the 10th. So it's not this weekend, but it's next weekend on the 10th of September. And then um, that that uh, concert, of course, funds the big screening that takes place the very next day. Right, Saturday and, uh, morning. Over there at uh, Amarillo Urology. And it is on September the 11th from 9 to noon. And oh, guess what? It's free. It's free too. It, isn't that hard to believe in today's medical to world? It's hard to believe. And we, there's not a lot that you're going to get for free other than maybe taxes or, you know, that you're going to have to pay. But, but you get a free breakfast you, with this too. Exactly. You know, free breakfast. It's a blood draw. United mm -hmm. Supermarkets provides the breakfast. It's a blood draw. 
Um, let's talk real quick before we jump into our guest. Let's talk real quick about that PSA test. Would you, Alan, kind of educate our listeners a little bit about that? Well, that's a prostate-specific antigen. It's a, it's a blood component that's only secreted by two things, the prostate itself uh, and prostate cancer cells. Uh, it's, it's, it's a screening test. It's not a definitive diagnostic test. Uh, but it gives, it's a strong indicator of the presence of something going on in your prostate gland if it's elevated, elevated above the normal levels. Um, strongly recommended that guys over 40 get PSA tests drawn annually, along with what we lovingly call a digital rectal exam. Uh, these two things together uh, really go a long way toward um, making sure that you're cancer-free or directing you toward treatment if it if it becomes evident yeah. that you're not or may not be cancer free. Right, right. So it's a, if you're a guy, this is a, an incredible way. This is a silent cancer, uh, which is really kind of the, the worst part of prostate cancer. Uh, you can have very advanced prostate cancer and have no symptoms. Uh, and that's the scary part because by the time you start experiencing symptoms, you're at a point where it's probably very difficult to treat you uh, in a way that you're going to think is satisfactory. So uh, what we're what we're offering here is free. Uh, it's a good way to uh, get yourself screened for prostate cancer uh, and see uh, see where you need to go from there. It's, right. it's it's you know women have become uh, amazing at breast screening and self exams. I wish self-exams were reasonable for guys, uh, but the uh, uh, men, I think, really need to pick up that torch that women have been carrying for so many years regarding prostate cancer uh, and get a little bit more proactive about it. I, I hate that we see 400 people a year uh, with prostate cancer, 400 guys, uh, but but that number is indicative of the need for you to get checked. It is. It, is. it absolutely is. And so let's be clear. This screening that's taken place on September the 11th, from nine to noon is the PSA blood draw. Right. And what'll happen with that is that there, there are basically, obviously two results. Either it comes back as a normal PSA and pat you on the back and send you home. You won't find out until the next week, unfortunately, because they're doing a right. lot of PSA tests uh, or your PSA screening will come back positive above four. Uh, and you'll get a nice little note saying, Hey, you need to contact, one of the guys at Amarillo Urology or your family physician uh, and follow up on this pretty quickly. Uh, and that's what you need to do. I mean, if, especially yeah. if it comes back positive, but again, just because you get the PSA and it comes back normal, that doesn't mean that somebody doesn't need to do a rectal exam on right. you because that's the other part of that screening that's process. True. That's right. You that's can right. have a normal PSA and a cancer ridden prostate gland. Right. This is just that uh, little precursor. This is just the, uh, one of the of the tools to be screened with right and uh it's it's very simple very easy it's, it's, it's kind of simple kind of similar to a tb test mm -hmm. you know you you do your tb test and every healthcare professional has had tb test every year <clears throat> and the tb test comes back positive well that doesn't mean you have tv you have to go to the next step which is a chest x-ray and that's pretty pretty similar to what we're doing with the psa screening your psa test comes back abnormal uh, so then you need to have the rectal exam to be done 
and then whatever occurs after that, which Mickey will allude right. to in a little bit. That's so. right. That's right. That's right. Well, let, that's a good segue. That's the segue. That's right. That's right. <laughs> let, I, you know, let's, let's introduce our guest. I, I'm really happy and excited that we have our guest today. Um, we can talk in just a minute about how we came to, to know about uh, our guest and, and why he's here. Uh, but let's start with just a, a, a really cool introduction. We met Sergeant Mickey Blackman as a part of the Potter County Sheriff's uh, Citizens Academy, yep. which I highly recommend uh, if you guys are uh, so inclined uh, to get involved with that. It's a great learning experience, and, and we'll let Mickey talk about that in just a second. But uh, Sergeant Mickey Blackman, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Ryan. We really appreciate it. And uh, Mickey's got a great story, uh, a, a unique story that will tie in, of course, with all of this. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your our, family. Our problem, our problem is going to be getting Mickey to confine to a story. Well, that may be what most people say about me <laughs> as well. Uh, but when you throw in Alan, this is the three amigos in oh, here, and it, it, could right. get, it could get long. So buckle in. But, uh, no, tell us about yourself and your family and, and, and so forth. Well, I just uh, turned 69 years old, and my, my father had prostate cancer. My younger brother had prostate cancer, and I'm pretty certain that my paternal grandfather had prostate cancer. And, and I'd never really given any thought to that. And uh, my wife, who's very much a preventative medicine type person, you know, gets checked regularly. And she said, uh, you need to go have your prostate checked. And I said, uh, no, it's okay. And she goes, no, it's not okay. I want you to go get that checked. And she lovingly encouraged me <laughs> to go to uh, have a, a PSA. And I did. And I was contacted a few days after that, and they said, we need you to come in yeah. for, for additional. So let's talk about that PSA test. Yes. You came to one of the PSA tests that was done and funded by Friends of Fogelberg. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and tell us about that. How, how, how quick and easy was it? Oh, you know, from the time I walked in the door until I was walking out the door, it was about five minutes. Yeah. And uh, totally painless. I, I'm a big chicken when it comes to blood draws and needles and stuff. Uh, no discomfort whatsoever. And it probably wouldn't have taken five minutes, but I had to grab a be breakfast burrito on the way out the door. <laughs> and uh, they treated us really well. And uh, I, I highly recommend that people yeah. do that. It's very simple, very quick. Uh, and, and it's better to know than not to know had i not gone in and ha found that out then i wouldn't i wouldn't have known until maybe it was too late that i had prostate cancer and so we we followed that up with the the digital rectal uh, exam yeah. and then later we uh had a biopsy that came back showing that i did in fact have uh prostate cancer and and we studied the different uh options available to us and uh, i did i did the radiation treatments and, all right and uh, so, so so uh let's talk about that real fast mickey sure. um you know when when you get the news you know um that you have prostate cancer mm -hmm. uh how how was that conversation how did that go well, uh, the doctor brought myself and my wife in and, and told, told and this was And this was actually pre-Allen. Yeah. Yes. So this yes. was, you know, you yeah. didn't have the luxury of, or maybe the not-so-pleasant time, just kidding, of talking with Allen. But go right ahead. <laughs> I, I, I could have used Allen. I, uh, no, the doctor was great, and he brought us in, and he said, you know, this is, this is what – he gave us the numbers – and uh, which really didn't mean a whole lot to me, but then he explained, you know, if it's above this and which, you know, 
Mine was above that. And he said, here's here's the recommended things that you can do. Course you, of action. You, yes, you can either, you can do this or you can do this. And, and so we decided to... I decided to do the radiation, and uh, and it worked out well. I, did, I had 44 treatments of radiation, and uh, in fact, I didn't even tell you fellas this, but uh, the other day I went in for my ever six-month PSA test, and they called me, and they said, hey, your numbers are well below what they were last year, and last year your numbers were fantastic. Wow. So That's we'll good. see you in six months. Hey. And so I, I, I hadn't told you all that, but it, uh, it was, a, it was good news, and yes. uh, and I, I don't, I don't mess around with that. That's right. uh, people, it's one of those things where people never think that it's going to happen to them, and uh, I'm, I'm so thankful that I had a wife who insisted that I get this test done. Yeah. Yeah, she did you a favor. She did. Uh, yeah, the, uh, and I, I just want to briefly mention that the six-month PSAs after treatment are normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody for years after treatment, whether they have surgery or whether they have radiation or a couple of the other options, depending on your degree of cancer, uh, will still have PSA. PSA checks. Uh, because after treatment with cancer, you know, first of all, the PSA prior to treatment is a screening tool and is not real accurate as to the presence or absence of cancer, which is why we like the rectal exam to go along with it. But after treatment, whether it's radiation or surgery or one of the other uh, kind of lower level treatments, if you will, uh, it becomes a diagnostic tool uh, because we can watch very closely the levels of PSA that are being secreted in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it should go down to zero uh, or a new zero, very close to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, uh, it, it it lets us know if there's any recurrence. Yeah. Uh, so it becomes a diagnostic which, tool almost in 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 terms. It is a diagnostic after tool that. after treatment. Mm-hmm. After that. Pr- yeah. Prior to treatment, it's a screening tool. After treatment, it becomes a diagnostic sure, tool. Sure. So you chose radiation. <laughs> I did. And uh, <coughs> if if our, our, any of our listeners, I think are are, are from, many of them are probably familiar with radiation mm-hmm. uh you know it's that um short visit five days a week for you said you had 40 44 44 treatments mm-hmm. so 44 mm-hmm. types times of visiting the doctor's office right for those quick trips they were yeah yeah you know it, it's amazing when i first started working in the uh, oncology realm i had no idea or understanding about the radiation part. Everybody mm-hmm. understands chemo. It's an IV and you, mm-hmm. you sit and you get, and you know, you go on, uh, with radiation. Um, it, it can be a very, very short, quick treatment. Right. Uh, but a man, is it effective? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it used, it used to be today, uh, Mickey experienced the 44 dose treatment and it's, it's low. I call it low volume. It's low intensity treatment. Uh, but it's done over, a couple of months uh, back not too many years ago they used high intensity treatments that had some rather uncomfortable side effects uh, they killed cancer but it had some side effects uh, and then some genius decided well, let's turn the volume down on this a little bit and do it longer and see if we get the same outcomes so now the radiation treatment is is kind of time intensive uh, you know, and that it takes too much to do the regimen, but then, but as far as discomfort, very little discomfort, very little side effects, very little long-term negative effects. Uh, and, 
it's a, it's a good treatment option. I mean, it really is an Absolutely. excellent treatment option. Absolutely. I had uh, no discomfort during mine, and the only really adverse side effect is, and, and that could partially be due to my age, but, uh, you know, you, you have frequent and urgent uh, urination. Yeah. And uh, so you just make plans for that and go on. Yeah. Well, the, the, the radiation treatment incorporates the neck of the bladder and it irritates the bladder somewhat. Uh, and that's what brings on the urgency. It, it, the bladder is kind of irritated, just like you, if you had a, uh, a bladder infection or cystitis, you know, it's a, uh, it, it, it irritates the bladder sure. and it wants to flush and that's how it right. takes care of itself. Gotcha. Uh, so you, you do get that. A lot of guys get that. Some guys will feel some fatigue at about five or six weeks of treatment uh, just simply because the body is getting pretty beat up by radiation mm-hmm. uh, in a small area uh, and guys get a little more tired than they might normally be. But that passes after the treatment stops and they're, it's really a pretty, pretty, if you will, comfortable uh, treatment yeah. for what it's for what it's what it's working. Had you ever had it. your PSA checked previously or had no, no, yeah, never had. You know, and that's that brings up a good a good point. Um, we're guys, and I mean, we go to the doctor when we're sick, right? 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 I mean, I you know that's kind of what we do, uh, and and so the screening piece is kind of. For lack of a better way of describing it, it's kind of out the window. I mean, I you know think about that kind of stuff. I don't I don't feel bad. I feel fine. Uh, and Alan, you you mentioned this about how um, you know women when they turn forty they start uh, getting the you know male or the you know their physician is telling them you've got to have your mammogram and you have to have it every year and you can't skip a year and you start this baseline and da 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 and and, and we're we're all aware of that. Um, but somewhere along the lines in our, our men brains, we never even think about screenings. That's right. we're, we're bulletproof. Yeah. Right. But, right. But, but, but we're not. Exactly. You know, exactly. we're, well, we're I tell not. You, that's, I, that's the deal. I know you're thankful. I'm thankful that your wife insisted you go get screened. Yes, sir. I'm sure she, she, uh, slapped you on the arm and said, I told you so. Uh, Time or two. A time or two. Yes, time or two. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, and all kidding aside, it is extremely important. You ladies that are listening uh, who have men in your lives uh, or sons, you know, make sure your, your men who are 40 and over get started with their PSA screening, yeah. get started with their physician, start mm-hmm. that baseline, because a lot of times – um, it, this isn't the case in Mickey's, uh, account, but, um, a lot of times there's a baseline, right. And they start looking at it and over the years it's, it's hovered around this number and then now it's creeped up and right. we need to start. And that's, and deeper. that's where, that's where even a pretreatment, uh, PSA can be a little bit more diagnostic, uh, because when you start seeing some che- when you start seeing changes, excuse me, uh, in your levels of PSA. Uh, that's an indicator that you probably need to go to the next test. Now, a lot of a lot of family doctors, and I'm throwing a lot of people into that basket, and I'm sorry to all of you folks out there that are internists and other people, but a lot of folks, a lot of physicians don't do rectal exams. They'll do a PSA as part of an annual physical exam. You know, they'll do a Chem 12 or whatever they're going to do and, and throw a PSA in on top of that. Uh, but unless you're able to look at those things sequentially, or unless you're looking at them in conjunction with the rectal exam, uh, you're, you're really not too sure where you're going with it. Now, when you start seeing big jumps in the PSA, 
I'm telling you, if I'm a, if I'm a family practice guy and I've got a patient, all I'm doing is PSAs, and he goes from a 2.5 to an 8, I'm sending him to a urologist. Yeah. Uh, but when you see the subtle changes from 2.5 to 2.75 to 3, uh, that's an indicator that something's growing down there. Uh, and, and unless they're really kind of tuned into it, they may miss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and because it's still normal, it's still less than four. Right. Uh, but the change is what you're looking for as well. Yeah. And, you know, um, of course, it, it can it can be I mean, obviously, it's proven because of the way, Mickey, you described yours. I mean, you, you go in for that first PSA and lo and behold, it's high. And uh, you get the card back, and you thought, I'm sure your thought was, no, this is a mistake. I was thinking that that, that maybe they just had missed it, but uh, the rectal exam certainly confirmed, yep. and then the biopsies confirmed. And, and I'm just I, – I can't tell you how thankful I am that we caught that, and uh, which I feel is going to be a, very much of a contributor to my long – existence on this earth and and again it was because of my wife's insistence uh the good medical care that i received and and uh and to to echo what you said ryan ladies if your husband won't do that you you drag him kicking and screaming if you have to but that needs to be done and again they're going to be like i was think oh that won't happen to me well i was wrong and so no one ever thinks they're going to be affected by cancer. Right. I mean, you don't. It's right. not in our brains. Right. And it hits, and it hits like a ton of bricks. It does. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's sad. I can't tell you the number of guys and their wives uh, where I've sat in one of those little exam rooms at Amarillo Urology, and they are just paper white uh, because, A, they didn't think it could happen to them, and now they're sitting here facing the reality of their finiteness, if you will, uh, and, uh, although there are a lot of options before finite comes along, but, but the, uh, just don't have a clue as to what's going on, how I got here, what happened. Uh, and it, and they're, they're scared to death. And part of my job and part of the physician's job, and I think the doctors do a great job is to kind of bring this into a focused picture. Uh, and like with, with Mickey, when he was caught, it was low grade moderate volume but fairly low grade cancer and very very treatable yes yeah thank you and uh uh, unfortunately we see a lot of guys that aren't aren't that low grade and that's uh that's why we have to yeah that's why you have to get checked frequently get screened well and then you know i would assume mickey that's when the as we always talk about here at the cancer survivorship center the roller coaster started right you know like full speed ahead and we're going to set you up at this appointment, and then we're going to have this, and you're going to go for this consult, and you're going to go here, and then you go that consult, and then they say, okay, yep, this is exactly right, and da-da-da-da, and here's our plan, and we're going to start on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, but it's, whoa. But it's, but it's funny, because, and I had a conversation with a guy just the other day about this. There, there's an eight-week period between the biopsy and the beginning of any definitive treatment, because you just can't do it. There's it, so it, much it, that has to be done. Well there's, well, there's so much healing that has to happen before you can start another process. Otherwise, you're right. really complicating your, your potentials where they did the biopsy. And uh, so I had a conversation with a guy. He said, God, he said, I've been waiting for seven weeks. When are they going to start my treatment? 
radiation guy. Right. And, uh, and I explained this to him for like probably the third time. Uh, but they, there is a period of time where your brain and your heart and your fears are running rampant. And the doctors are kind of taking their time. And you're, why are they taking their time? I've got cancer. It's doing this to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while it, <clears throat> parts of it seem to go very quickly, parts of it move like a snail. Uh, and it's, that's frightening because this is going on, you know, and why aren't they doing something? Uh, but there are reasons that they have to hold back on treatment as far as the time frames are concerned. It's, it's in your best interest, but hard to understand. And they made that very clear to me what the time frame would look like. Yeah, so it's imperative I, that you yeah. understand that time frame. Yeah. And I didn't, uh, I didn't have any concerns about that. I knew it was going to be a while, so yeah. we, we just took it as it came, and yeah. it uh, worked Good. out well. Good for your doctor. I, I know who he is, and it's yeah. a good job. Well, and, <laughs> yes, I, and I tell you, too, um, the mind is a really strange thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know, you know, your mind starts to wander. You maybe do Dr. Google, and you start maybe second-guessing, and you start looking, and, and all of those things. And so, you know, that's why some of the things we have here at the Survivorship Center are what we like to call escapes, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a hike at Paladoro Canyon State Park. It's a, um, a fly fishing excursion that we do or these variety of activities that are not uh, sitting down with a counselor or it's not doing an art project or doing a, 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 a nutrition education lesson type thing. It's actually just keeping your mind off of what's going on with your treatment, uh, keeping your mind off of fear of recurrence and things like that. Right. And so um, right. all of those things are incredibly important. Uh, you know, and then to take that to the next step, um, you finish your treatment and, you know, everything's great. Everything's supposed to be done and finished and ready to go. But, you know, did you did you ever feel like you were completely done when you had your last radiation treatment or did you kind of feel like it's still lingering until I come back? I look forward to my PSA test every six months just just so I know uh, I don't I don't want it lingering in the back of my mind. Well, I wonder how things are going. And uh, you, you get body aches or something that makes you think, well, has, has that moved into the bones? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. And then you get that uh, good PSA test, and, and, and you get the, I won't say it's a good rectal exam, but <laughs> you, you get that, and, and everything's okay. And, yeah. and you go, okay, good. Well, that's what I want. And yep. I don't mind at all going in. Uh, I don't miss those exams they sure. they say this is when you're supposed to be here and i'll go okay i'm coming and i go get that test done and you just have to stay on top of it that's right and, and uh preventative maintenance to make yeah. sure that you're going that's to exactly what it is after after the treatment is preventative maintenance and that's exactly what the concept is right uh because there are recurrences uh there are guys with high-grade cancer that go through treatment that are at a higher risk for recurrence than other folks are uh, and that's pretty well explained as they go into the treatment process. I mean, the, you know, the, the doctors have been doing this for a long time, and they can look at this biopsy and other tests that we do, MRIs and CAT scans and stuff, and, and they know that, well, this guy, we can send it for treatment, but he's very likely going to be back for level two, Round you know. Two. Uh, yeah, so uh, they know. But it's, uh, it's encouraging when and, – and, and the way to prevent that kind of a scenario – is to get checked young yeah. and get checked every year. Right. Uh, you can prevent that horrific, my God, That's why right. didn't I come in here five years ago That's right. thought process? That's right. Cause and, and that was a thought I had, because had I 
gone earlier, it, it might not have been quite as bad as it was. Yeah. But uh, but I, I really had a, a very pleasant experience, as much as you can have taking treatments. And uh, I, I would I, I would have gone much earlier if I'd known. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that Mickey, that just <clears throat> leads back to kind of where we started, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, early detection. We, we it You can't, you know... You can't listen to the radio or, or, or um, watch TV in the month of October and not see pink, right? Right. I mean, like, you can't even watch a football game and it the guys are wearing pink cleats, pink headbands, pink, you know, sweatbands. The field's got pink ribbon. And, you know, the, the women, as you said, Alan, they've done a fantastic job of getting that message out of think pink, you know, wear pink and you see pink and Gosh, you know, they, they, they do a great job. For us guys, we've got to, as Joe Ed always says, think blue too. You know, the, mm-hmm. the ribbon, even though our podcast is beyond the ribbon, but the color of, of prostate cancer is blue. Um, that's what they're associated with. And so, um, you know, it's important to push this awareness. It's important for the early screening. I wish there was a way to do as much for prostate <laughs> Um, you know, advertisement and as I don't want to use the word glamour, but you know, they do glamorize pink and, and the ribbon if in, in the mm-hmm, month of October. But if there was a way to do that with blue and the, the prostate that we would make sure, gosh, I can't imagine how many people we would have screened early and detected early. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the Venus and Mars. That's right. Uh, male versus female. You know, I, <clears throat> I have talked for years now that I've been doing this and and you just, you know, you wonder why we can't get guys more invested in aftercare and why we can't get guys more invested in pre-care, if you will. Right. And it's just a guy thing. You know, the, I, I wish it wasn't. I, I wish we could change that, yeah. you know, but it's just. We're working at it. We, we are we're working trying. at it. We're trying. Yeah. And, 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 you know, now we're having more guys like Mickey. Uh, that are coming forward and talking about their experiences, right. uh, which is where this all started for women. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly X number right. of years right. ago, you know, right. uh, it takes it takes heightening awareness and heightening people's awareness that it can be them. Yes, uh, you know, uh, and and unfortunately, with the four hundred guys we see a year that are diagnosed, uh, you know that there is at least half again that amount that aren't going to get diagnosed until it's much further down, years, two down uh, the, the mm-hmm. potential trail for them, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's, so let's remind our listeners, uh, the friends of Fogelberg concert, which helps provide the free PSAs also helps provide Alan, uh, is next weekend, Friday, September the 10th, mark that on your calendar, get tickets for that. Uh, and then if you, Again, make sure, bring, drag them. I've been to the PSA screening. I've had my PSA drawn there ever since we've been having it going on. Yep. Uh, yep. When we were over at the town club, when we, you know, when they moved it in over to Amarillo Urology, um, it does. It you don't have to have an appointment. You do not need to make a phone call. You don't need to do anything but get your husband, get your son, get your neighbor, get your friend, whoever. That's a 40 and over male. Get them to Emerald Urology Saturday, September the 11th from nine to noon. Again, Absolutely. no fasting. You don't have, I mean, you can eat on the way, but I recommend you wait as Mickey did um, uh, to have uh, the burrito or fruit or whatever it is United's going to bring. Um, it's not the traditional 
uh, cop breakfast, as you so eloquently put <laughs> right. at our at our uh, citizens. Yeah, Mickey was a little disappointed there weren't donuts. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. I was. <clears throat> but get them there. Get them screened and remind, hey, next year we'll do this again. Yeah. Yes. Again, get your neighbors, get them all together, make that happen. Get yeah. there. Uh, Emerald Urology Associates on Saturday, September the 11th from 9 to noon. Yeah, we, you know, we did this last year, and nobody thought it would happen. Uh, the COVID yes. scare was running rampant everywhere, yep. Amarillo as well, uh, and they did it outside. Uh, you know, everybody wore masks, and it was very, very, very protected and very comfortable. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can assume whatever precautions you feel comfortable with. They will help you in that respect. Uh, but... Uh, the risk for prostate cancer for guys is too high to let this opportunity yeah, go by. That's right. Mickey, last thing before we jump into our last segment, which is our Pete's Powerful Moment. But the last thing I want to do before we get there is I want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners um, about what you do at the Potter County Sheriff's Office for your Citizens Academy, both your Student Academy and your Citizens Academy, because that's kind of how we met. Right. That's why you're here. Well, right. that's not why you're here. You're here to tell your story. Right. But um, uh, when you told your story in the Citizens Academy, of course, my radar went off. I'm like, hey, I know exactly where you went. I know exactly mm-hmm. when it was, you know, all these things, because that's us. Right. And so I, I would be remiss if we did not give uh because i think it's so awesome and so wonderful tell our listeners about the citizens academy and the student academy sure the potter county sheriff's office conducts two citizens academy each year we uh, in the fall starting september 7th we'll have our 13th annual adult academy and uh, if you if you live in the Amarillo area and want to learn more about what law enforcement is what we do why we do what we do uh, we would encourage you to do that the academy is free uh, we feed you when you get there. We have different vendors from around the Amarillo area that provide the, the meal for the evening. And we have soft drinks, coffee, water uh, for people. And, and we just have a great time. And you get different presenters each week. And it, we meet one, one day a week, Tuesday, from 6 to 9 o'clock. And we're real careful about that time frame. We'll get you in, get you out. Uh, just have a great time. And then we do a high school academy. We have seven high schools that were represented last year uh, in our high school academy that will start in January. And so we just uh, would love to have people come out. I will tell you that as of yesterday, uh, the Adult Academy is getting pretty close to being full. Uh, we do cap it because of the fact that we oh, yes. provide food. But, uh, uh, you know, give me a call. Call the Potter County Sheriff's Office. Ask for the uh, Citizens Academy guy, and they'll put you in touch with me, and we'll, we'll do a, a short application over the phone. Again, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, to attend that academy i will tell you that if you come to the academy and and two or three weeks in you decide that's not for you then we'll double your money back that's right so uh, (laughs) i can't hardly beat that you know it's right in the budget i mean yeah absolutely it's right in the budget we i have to say ryan and i for some together but not together which was really kind of weird us yeah we're joined at the hip but didn't know it uh we did this last year with mickey and the crowd and uh we we were kind of short-circuited a little bit by COVID, which is nobody's fault. Uh, but although they're trying to blame people now, but anyway, right. uh, but at any rate, uh, you know, we, the educational component of the academy uh, is amazing. They're, they're, the openness of the, of the sheriff's department 
in conjunction with the academy, what they what they will help you understand and and what's going on in your county uh, mm-hmm. is is uh, really eye opening. It sure is. Uh, it, it's eye opening, and I think that if you're if you're a concerned citizen, yeah, I'll, I'll get political for a second. If you're a concerned citizen uh, and you wonder what's going on and who's taking care of you, uh, this is an excellent way sure. to become. Uh, more aware of, yeah. of your world yeah. excellent way well and it's a it's a it's a great learning opportunity absolutely um, it's not just the deputies you see patrolling around on the streets right or out on the county road or or what you know that's not just what potter county is so right. We'll, right. we'll we'll let our listeners call the potter county sheriffs get involved with that you know um it, it, it's just a it was a lot of fun and it Good. was incredibly Good. educational yeah. Um, yeah i really really did enjoy it and so i recommend um highly that uh not not i mean i have no aspirations of going into law enforcement at my superior age which by the way uh september is mine and yours birthday yeah, month yeah, yeah. um but uh you know it was very educational and very enlightening as mm-hmm. well good so uh thank you for doing that you bet and that leads us into our last segment that we always do you know we're sponsored by pete's car smart kia um and we love to leave our listeners mickey with a pete's powerful moment have, have you got a, a powerful moment for i us? absolutely do have ryan i my job with the sheriff's office affords me the opportunity to talk to a lot of different groups and every time I get to do that, regardless of what group it might be, I encourage the male members attending that meeting to get a PSA test done. So it gives me that platform to share my experience. And people are, if people want more information about it, I'll stay after the meeting and let them ask me whatever they want to ask me. Uh, just go get that test done. Yeah. And so, again, I have that opportunity. I'm all over Potter Randall County visiting with folks and doing different programs for businesses, churches, civic organizations. Um, I might stop somebody schools. on this. Schools, absolutely schools. I may stop somebody walking down the street and just to have a conversation with them and and uh and will encourage them to do that so yeah, yeah. it's very have this conversation after you peel them off the wall or <laughs> yeah yeah you know, once, once i once i tell them they're not in trouble it's okay you know? <laughs> yeah. you know i mean well let's be honest too alan i mean this is a first for beyond the ribbon this is a first uh that we've had a law enforcement officer and who is obviously carrying today as, as a law enforcement officer. I had so, noticed. Uh, that's a first for us on, yeah. on Beyond the Ribbon. Well, as, you, as you noticed, Alan really behaved himself today. He did. He did. He, he did he not did. do that so yeah. well in the academy. No. Well, he. I, I've got to tell you, you guys were two of my prized students. Oh. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I, th- you know, I think, and I speak for Ryan, I hope uh, we're invested in our community. What, what we're doing is the same degree of investment that we think you guys bring to your job, only different jobs, obviously. Uh, You know, we we have a passion for what we do, uh, or we would have been gone years ago uh, as far as this job's concerned. And uh, I think think that, uh, that passion for the community shows up in a lot of different areas sometimes. Yes. Uh, You here today showing your passion for the cancer survivor community, uh, ours, supporting law enforcement which we've done forever uh and it's a it, it, that's community yes. that's the community we were talking about before we came on the air sure. not just this part of town or that part of town it's a big community right and that's 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 important to i, I know the three of us uh here 
Well, and, and I, I appreciate um, you sharing your story um, today. Absolutely. But, you know, as you just mentioned in your, your powerful moment, um, that's why you're here. You know, you shared your story at our academy, and I thought, we got to, I, I came up to you afterwards, and I was like, right. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> we, we need to talk. And I, and I kind of hooked you in uh, because, um, you know, everybody has their story. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you've either gone through treatment or you're going through treatment or a loved one is going through or has gone through that's treatment. Right. And right. So that's right. And so there's a story to tell. And, um, I've, I've mentioned this several times. You need to tell your story. Um, don't be afraid of your story. It's your story. Um, you may think it's very, eh, nothing special. No, it is because anytime you tell your story, it's impactful. Right. And, um, you never know who you're going to touch and who's going to say, you know what? I remember that guy, uh, stood up there at that class and told me I should get that PSA and they get a card or they see a commercial or they hear about it and they go, I got to go. Yeah. And so it's important Tell your story. Yeah. And some guy sitting in our class last October, you know, said, well, Mickey mentioned this while he was there. And then he happens to be listening to his podcast because his wife has breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, this is twice now. Maybe there's a message that I'm supposed to be getting here. That's you right. Know? That's right. And that's what we're all about. You know, we're, we're trying to get that message out uh, to, uh, to help you live your life to its fullest potential. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. So real quick in closing, I want to make sure you guys remember the concert, uh, friends of Fogelberg concert Friday, September the 10th, get tickets to that. If you want to go, uh, the screening, you don't have to have tickets. You don't have to have a reservation. You don't have to have an appointment. You don't have to fast. It's free. You're going to get breakfast. What better deal is that? Uh, nine to noon, Saturday, September the 11th at the Amarillo Urology Associates. And then your last bit of homework, as we always say, leave us a review, hit the buttons, like subscribe, you know, make sure you share this podcast. Um, don't keep it as just a little jewel. Like, wow, that was a good story. And gosh, I learned a lot and oh, I can't wait till next week. Yeah. Make sure you spread the word, uh, share the news, uh, pass it on. You can simply share the link. You can tell, you can find it on iTunes, uh, let your friends know anyone that needs to hear about this. Uh, we want to make sure that, that we're continuing to do our deed and our good part of providing good education and uh, uh, let you know, you know, you never know what you're going to learn on beyond the ribbon. You know, we, this wasn't just a, a, a prostate cancer talk. We, we talked about uh, service to the community. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you just never know. You never know. That's what makes it so much fun. Listen, we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us and be back next week for another wonderful episode of beyond the ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.